0: Welcome to Muggle Cast episode 399. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric
2: and I'm Micah.
0: 399 in our final
1: episode of the year. Unbelievable. We're we're on we're on the threshold, Andrew. You know what I want to say? What?
0: Another year gone. <laughs> <laughs> I say that throughout the year. When I'm saying goodbye to something, I just go another year
1: gone. I mean, if you got a Dumbledore impression that's awesome as yours, mm. flaunt it. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, kind of crazy
0: that final episode of our 300s. I think it's actually been uh, about two years of episodes in our 300s. So
2: I mean, I just got to say, I think 362 was my favorite. I don't know about you guys.
1: Oh, are are we playing favorites? I try not to play favorites. Well, I have
2: no clue what 362 was about, but I just thought it would sound cool to say that.
1: (laughs) Well, now that you've...
0: Well, I just Googled it. It's an interview with the Harry Potter film concert series team. Whoa. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. So he... you know
0: what? That was cool. The funny thing, Andrew, is that we just missed those guys. I I saw that. I saw people <laughs> were at it in Chicago, and I was like, wait, I didn't know that was happening.
1: Can we use yeah. a time turner to go back in time so I can attend? Brady and and was it Jason? I want to say the the guys we interviewed, um, totally offered us like free tickets and everything to Chamber of Secrets. Um, yeah, we missed we missed the memo. I think.
0: Well. Maybe next year for Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm sure the other movies are
2: coming through. What What about you guys? W- what were your favorite episodes? Just, you know, off the top of your head of the 300s.
0: Definitely MuggleCast episode 381. I'm Googling it as I say it. Chair Today Gone Tomorrow, Half-Blood Prince Chapter 4, Horace Slughorn. Oh. Yeah, that was a good one.
2: That's a good one when he turns into the chair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Classic. Classic Slughorn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um eric yeah eric what's yours you know i was just trying to find the one where we discussed Newt's commander yeah. with
2: do you not understand how this game is played
0: the game is you <sighs> just blurt out a number and then we figure out what that. Is- <sighs> all right three
1: 3- 2- three twenty five 3- twenty five was my see what was
0: this <laughs> I'm going to go cast 325.
1: Florable the fake. Oh, fl- <laughs> Florable. Florable Loffalo. You remember the the person that we suspected was J.K. Rowling in disguise? Yes. And
0: we reviewed the new 20th anniversary edition of Philosopher's Stone. And ah. uh, Mikey B.
1: had a baby. So Well, that's... Yeah. Okay. All right. I actually just sent that baby a Christmas gift. Wow. You're... Better person than I am, because I definitely
0: did <laughs> not send him or any of you a book. <laughs> I, I, uh, I wrote all of our names. on. Oh. Well... No, that's that's wrong, I actually. Oh. I but I'm sorry. Anyway, so um, since this is the final episode of the year, we are going to look back on the year it was for Harry Potter fans. And since seven is such a magical number in the Harry Potter series, we're doing the top seven Harry Potter moments of 2018. And then we're also going to look ahead to 2019... And as we were making this list, I realized that there's actually a lot to look forward to in 2019 Mm -hmm. as we enter our 400s. So um, there hasn't been much news, so we'll just jump straight into it. So we're going to count down like Casey Kasem did on radio back in the day. (laughs) Uh, Moment seven, we're reserving this one for ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how humble. MuggleCast highlights. This is the the seventh biggest moment of 2018. Um, We completed our 777 challenge on Patreon. That was really exciting. We've had so many people supporting us and we sent out mugs and uh, we did a holiday commentary, which was just recently released. We did a two hour live episode. We also, guys, and this feels like a lifetime ago, but we recorded together in New York City after seeing Cursed Child. How are you two feeling after sitting on seeing the play for so long?
2: I feel the same. I mean, I would probably actually go back and and see it again if I had the opportunity to do it or go uh, check it out if uh, I make a trip over to uh, the UK. Sure. I think it was worth it. I think it's a tough commitment. I do understand It's five hours of your uh, time sitting in a theater watching what was going on. But I still, to this day, will will feel like I was just in a magic show, like an actual real magic show for for five hours. And Hmm. that's kudos to the people who put together Cursed Child.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and I I think I'm I'm quite proud of that episode. Of course, uh, the number... Fails me. I don't know if it's 365 predicting the cursed child. It doesn't sound right. Um, but the one where we, you know, had recorded just after seeing it back in April and, um... You know, I, I'm quite proud of everything that we said. I, I think we were fair and level-headed about it. We recorded in the hotel room. I just remember, um, you know, sitting down with you guys in person for, like, that live recording. And, Andrew, I just found the video on my old iPhone <laughs> of that that we did, which I tr- I transported. I remember dropping it off to your MacBook, and I don't know if it was ever posted, but... I'm pretty we should... sure
0: we posted it.
1: Oh, okay. We should post the video of that if we haven't already, but it's, it's the same thing as the podcast episode. It's just... Yeah. Video. It's just us sitting mm. <laughs> down on two of the right. d- double beds. But yeah, it's um, a real thrill of a video. I promise. I, you. <laughs> it's honestly very boring and like <laughs> 10 gigabytes. But yeah, uh, it's just, I don't know why we recorded in 4K for that, but whatever. Mm.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say, I don't know why we recorded. See, the, the fun thing about these events that we go and, and get the opportunity to go to, and then we are like, oh, yeah, let's do a live show right afterwards. And then at least I know I say this most of the time, I'm like, who's idea was it for us to sit down at like 1130 at night and record an hour-long episode because that's
0: part of the thrill it's I like know. we're just He's young or we're, we're getting back to our hotel and we're talking about the big harry potter thing we that we just saw it's like a book or movie release
1: it was honestly a great uh event to turn 32 and i was thrilled that you guys showed up uh, for my yeah, birthday I, for,
2: I forgot about that yeah, yeah. Was i that forgot I was before? Framed around
1: that as well yeah it was sunday and then my day my birthday was like the monday or something Mm. but yeah we we, we all went to New York Andrew and Edward were there and it was just a really lovely time and uh, Kevin showed up for dinner. Your mom was there? It was a real nice time Hmm?
2: Your mom was there
1: Oh my mom, yeah. You know I've seen my mom so much this year. That's a, that's a real something to be proud of, considering she lives.
2: <laughs> I'm sure she's gonna love to hear like you rattled off five of your friends before you mentioned that she was there.
1: <laughs> oh, she she would agree. I've seen her like almost too much. It's like every other for three months in a row. We had like a wedding to go to. It's anyway. Um, usually I only see her once or twice oh. a year. So this it's been a real treat. I think looking back over you know that cursed child episode, um, what we've accomplished. I think it makes sense to put these MuggleCast highlights as number seven because it was a good year for the show. And, you know, I wanted to mention a moment ago, Andrew, but, you know, looking forward to the 400s, Laura, who we announced, you know, Laura Thompson back on MuggleCast starting in the new year. There's some really good things to look forward to with MuggleCast. And I think it's just been a really strong year. It has
0: been. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, truthfully, we needed a seventh moment and we couldn't come up with one. Like we looked through the news of the past year and we couldn't. So I said, well, let's just talk about ourselves.
2: <laughs> what What better way to celebrate?
0: Uh, the year I, that I'm, was
2: us. <laughs> I was kind of joking earlier about the recordings, but those are really cool moments for us, I think, because we don't really get the chance that often to exactly. sit across from each other and talk about the show normally when we do it we're all in our respective homes and we're recording online and the opportunity though to be in new york or i think andrew you and i were actually in orlando together at the very beginning of the year oh that's uh, right celebration of harry potter
1: the episode where the maid kept knocking on the door yes yes (laughs)
2: <laughs> we were we were about to invite her on the show
1: and then and then i don't know if
0: i ever brought this up on the show but universal had listened to that episode and were complaining about the maid on the show housekeeping on the show and uh so universal emails and is like oh next time next time we'll just let you guys use our use our studio so
1: you don't get bothered by anybody so universal like, studios let is gonna let us use their studio yeah for- i guess
0: they have like a podcast studio of some sort down there save at- that email dude like that's yeah. a get out that's a that's but a blank check it's it's cool but i also said we were just kidding like it wasn't too big of an issue that the person kept <laughs> that the, the door across the hall kept kept closing very loudly and it was quite annoying
2: <laughs> yeah I don't remember what, it must have been probably 10 o'clock in the morning or somewhere around that time, right, that we were recording? It it was early. It's
0: prime made time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so moment six. And I'm actually, this might sound small to people, but I'm actually serious about this. Earlier this year, the Wizarding World franchise released that new logo. And we spent a good amount of time talking about it. I think I remember Micah could not care less about it. But maybe now that You're we're right. revisiting it, he will uh, his opinion will have evolved. So it's
2: I, that I've warmed up to it it's a that, bit. It, I,
0: it's that new Wizarding World logo that has the wands fanned out, and it's like Harry, Ron, and Hermione's wand, and Dumbledore's, and Newt's, and maybe Grindelwald's or something. But the reason that it's a big deal is that it was missing J.K. Rowling's name, and to me, that Wizarding World logo, this new one is opening the franchise up to new creators coming into J.K. Rowling's world. And I think that's a big deal. And I think we might only be a year or two away from hearing about official Wizarding World creations that are not written by J.K. Rowling. There have actually been a couple this year, the video games. Hogwarts Mystery, J.K. Rowling had no involvement. That RPG, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, no involvement. Like, what Star Wars is doing, I feel... Um, the Wizarding World is 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 about to do, and losing
1: J.K. Rowling's name was was a big part of getting people ready. I I do agree it's big news, and it's big even just I I think maybe you know what may have warmed you to it, Micah, too, is just seeing it on trailers and things before you know it's got a kind of a cool look how it's animated and it's um to be clear we're talking about how it's sort of the spine of a book but the pages the book opens and the pages are all the wands like 10 of the most important wands in the wizarding series so it's just it, i just think it's well designed and a good design lasts forever it's like the golden arches of mcdonald's or um the cursive in coca-cola i mean it sounds all corporate but i'm saying you know i'm telling you you know what i'm saying
2: yeah i i know what you're saying and and i think the way that andrew described it is sort of opening the world up to be more than just potter and what we've known for so long that has an appeal to it i'm i'm hopeful though that even though it doesn't have jk rowling's signature on it that she still will be involved in a lot of this stuff because I think that it needs her touch for authenticity because if you start going down the road of of you mentioned star wars as well i i just I worry then how many different directions are we going to start going off in mm. uh, that's right. that's a little concerning to me
0: I think there is probably a team that is in charge of quality control and making sure that things don't get out of hand, there's probably like a quality control slash story team that is in charge of the overall direction of each product's stories. I'm just thinking of like, <laughs> we spoke a couple of weeks ago about how J.K. Rowling needs somebody to vet her work. <laughs> there's probably somebody who's vetting a lot of the video game people's work and the theme park people's work. You know, I, I still think there's quality control
1: being put in place i i think it's already in place um the episode that we i'm trying to figure this out because i found an old hypeable post but where we talk about the logo in depth is somewhere in the month of march either between 359 or 360 but the trailer also came out so maybe we saw it first with the trailer now that yeah. i'm thinking about it um with the first teaser yeah i, I feel Ball. like it came out like right before
0: a trailer because then it was in the trailer mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. Yeah, but now you see that logo on books. Yeah, on all kinds of products, like on this screenplay, the the that logo is printed.
1: Yeah, it's on all. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be on all official merchandise moving forward, and it's just because it does represent how far we've come from just Harry Potter.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> makes you wonder if like if they add, let's say they do a Quidditch through the Ages franchise, are they going to stick in? Kenilworth Wispies Wasp or kennel Wasp wispy whatever the hell his name Can is. Can you just keep trying? Kenil- I'm so enthralled right now. Kenilworth Wisp. That Quidditch guy. I'm trying to do a Google search. Yeah, Kenilworthy Wisp. Are they going to stick his wand into the Wizarding World logo? <laughs> no, but it's- they might put like a golden snitch above it or a snidget. Oh, there you go. That'd be really cute that's a good idea the golden snitch i like that idea yeah so i mentioned hogwarts mystery moment five is that this game was released this was the first mobile game harry potter mobile game at least that's getting so much attention i know fantastic beasts the first movie they had released an app before that called like the case of beasts i think that was something more of a promotional thing just Mm. for the movie but this Mobile game Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery was a pretty big game. Um how's Pat doing? <laughs> he's still playing it every day of his life. Wow. Oh my That's god, bless him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, is it in, it's like interfering with your relationship? Um a little bit. I think it's going to hurt it. I'm I'm go, I'm considering entering <laughs> counseling over
1: this. The biggest surprise to me is that the game is still going. They're still putting on new content. In fact, just the other day, year 5 Uh, of your Hogwarts journey chapters 11 and 12 of the game have just come out yeah so they're gradually releasing and this was this is a great way to do it is to tell the story sort of episodically, but you can log in every day. I assume this is what Pat does, top up on your energy, go, you know, take a couple of classes, but it takes a little bit, and go on all these side quests. They now have also like Christmas events and different events throughout the year that are seasonal for your characters to go on, and then gradually you're getting the fuller arc of your missing is it brother, I think. Um, from what I recall, I'm yep, still yeah regrettably i'm still in year one but um i ran out of energy guys i ran out of energy yeah
2: what happens is i get very frustrated when i run out of energy and then i'll go to the store and i'll force myself to have to pay for more energy you actually spend real money on the energy i've I've probably spent a couple bucks nothing (laughs) nothing crazy but i did also want to go off what eric you just said because i think that It was very smart of them to throw in these little side quests. They Mm -hmm. did it around Halloween. They're doing it around the holidays. They actually did it around Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald when it came out. And that's just a way to continue to draw people in for those that are still playing. Uh, So I I think that that was a a really smart decision on their part.
0: That damn energy. So what happens is Pat will get a push notification saying his energy is full. (laughs) And then he jumps into the app. Like, it doesn't matter where we are, what we're doing. He stops to go play Hogwarts Mystery because his energy is full. He okay. would argue that that way he's getting as much done as possible per day. Because, like you were saying, Eric, things do move slow. You can't, you run out of energy quick. So you can't get through the story fast.
1: Yeah. But, uh, okay. So here's how you fix. Your relationship, you log into his phone or wait until he unlocks it, grab it off the table and disable push notifications on Ooh. Hogwarts Mystery. And that way he won't be as aware of like when's the most optimum time. And then it'll only be when he thinks about it. Although at this point, maybe his brain chemistry is whole rewired by the game. And,
2: mm. you know, it probably. and then what happens when he listens to this episode and finds out that Andrew disabled his push notifications?
1: I, I would honestly
0: go a step further and just delete the app. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay all right that won't cause any trouble <laughs> <laughs> so moment number four uh the harry potter rpg league i feel like this was one of the biggest harry potter news stories this year crimes of grindelwald aside so in case anybody doesn't know or forgets this this what looked like a trailer was released for this game that is set like in the 1800s And the premise is that you actually are a late bloomer in terms of your wizarding abilities. So you go to Hogwarts a few years late. And from the footage that we've seen, the game just looks absolutely amazing. Warner Brothers has yet to confirm that this is real, but they did take down all copies of the video. (laughs) And it says, right on YouTube, a copyright claim from Warner Brothers. So it seems legit. I think what's really exciting about this is we're finally getting what looks like a Harry
1: Potter open world RPG. And that is awesome. And I recall it being set in like the 18th century or the 19th century. Mm -hmm. Like even before Fantastic Beasts. So it's the opportunity for all new characters, all new story. You get like essentially this is you know chronologically first and if it's if you're the sort of person who considers video game stuff canon um then you know it's an, sort of an exciting opportunity to visit Hogwarts before Dumbledore was even born and you know i'm i'm sure J.K. Rowling has vaguely some idea of what was going on then so it it's kind of just interesting Hogwarts is such a timeless place um but unlike Hogwarts mystery who's at least partial Draw is your ability to interact with Snape, um, Hagrid, Fang, you know, all the recognizable characters uh, that are just 10 years later in Harry Potter. Um, you know, here's an opportunity to do something totally new. And even though we've only gotten the trailer which is now, or the leaked, you know, thing which is now taken down, and it was kind of overlooked during a heavy news cycle, I feel like even we only spent maybe the news portion of an episode discussing it, I think it is worthy, I think it, sort of the suspicions around it mean that it will be a pretty big game, maybe next year.
0: Yeah. It certainly looked pretty complete, so I'm hopeful it'll come out in 2019 as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: And I thought from what we saw that it, it looked really really well done
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it does look well done uh uh, personally i have really fallen in love with video games over the past couple of years i may have said this when we were talking about this but legend of zelda breath of the wild that really gave me a love Mm -hmm. for video games again and i've i've i'm playing a lot of nintendo games and a lot of playstation 4 games and this game i'm sure i would be spending a lot of time in as well so Hopefully it's true, and hopefully it's good. I mean, there's always a chance that it could suck, but it does look very detailed, and just the idea of being able to roam Hogwarts freely, and the grounds, and who knows where else we'll be able to go, it'll be great.
1: You know, I will say, every Harry Potter game, I'm pretty sure, going back to the Chamber of Secrets game on, like, PlayStation 1, um, was... Always advertised free roaming Hogwarts. And I, I do recall distinctly the Chamber of Secrets movie game promising free roaming Hogwarts. And you could walk around, but I, I think it took like two minutes of load time to go from inside the castle to outside of the castle. And different, you know, games throughout the years have promised it. I think the Lego ones are probably the ones that have come closest so yeah. far to really being able to explore and get in the nitty gritty. But if this is what it promises to be and I mean, if you've seen the size of the world in Red Dead Redemption 2, you know that they could certainly do Hogwarts. Hogwarts is small, comparatively, mm-hmm. um, for, in a, for in a video game. Could you imagine Rockstar doing <laughs> a Harry Potter game? You just murder people it's, at Hogwarts all the time? It's like HBO doing a Harry Potter television series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm p- pretty sure that, yeah, that'll be the new direction that they go. Go,
0: go Rob Gringotts. Go Rob Diagon Alley. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The biggest of the game is
0: murdering Dumbledore yourself. Oh, man. (laughs) Alright, moment number three. Big canon additions. So this is like, this is a a group moment. I, I thought it was pretty significant over the past year, thanks in part to Fantastic Beasts. I mean, actually, I take that back. Thanks solely to Fantastic Beasts. We have learned new information about Harry Potter canon. One example being Nagini and that She is a character in the Fantastic Beasts storyline. That was big news. Another one we learned was Dumbledore was once a defense against the dark arts teacher. We had never known that before. Um, Sort of in addition, McGonagall was alive earlier than we thought. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if McGonagall is going to be in this Harry Potter RPG set in the 19th century. Why the hell not? Yeah.
1: I mean, if she's going backwards in time, maybe she's like River Song in Doctor Who, where she's going backwards through time. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's um oh no that means she's getting older. Oh well. Anyway, I th- I say why not.
0: <laughs> and then of course the biggest addition to canon should Grindelwald be telling the truth, Dumbledore has another brother. Yeah.
2: How is it a brother you... from another mother?
0: <laughs> well, we don't know which mother yet.
1: <laughs> it's an aunt or a niece or I don't know. Is is that something we've talked about though? I I don't think it is, actually. Uh-oh.
2: We we haven't discussed whether or not it could be a half brother.
1: Well, there's an eight-year difference between when uh Kendra's husband, I'm forgetting his name, Dumbledore, went to jail and when Credence was born, so he'd have to be a half sibling kind of, unless there's something funky with the years. Um, I seem to recall reading that in one of those spoiler articles that was discussing who Credence might be. Mm-hmm. But I think that Credence might actually be Ariana um, after like an alchemical kind of weird uh, magical proceeding or something. I think that seems the most likely for the aging, but I'm not 100% sure on that. All right. mm. how, how, how do you two feel about J.K.
0: Rowling adding such big additions to canon when we thought we knew – everything we needed to know well, in regards to Nagini, D- Dumbledore, and McGonagall specifically.
2: Oh. Uh, well, I would start off by saying I'm not sure that we know everything that we need to know. I think that it would only be natural that certain things would surface as we move through the Fantastic B series, and whether or not she's always had those things planned is a different story, and I think that's where A lot of our issues may come from especially with Dumbledore potentially having another brother with him teaching defense against the dark arts though I think they played that off well in the film yeah they did I think they solved for that now whether that was because they knew that the fan community was going to be in an uproar and saying no 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 we know he taught transfiguration and now you're having him teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. Maybe it just served the purpose of that scene, especially given that Lita's Boggart was uh, her dead brother. So I'm not as frustrated yet as some other people are. I know a lot of people were upset about McGonagall being in the storyline this early and Nagini being included in the story as a maledictus. But I think that Trust Joe. <laughs>
1: uh, that's problematic. I take issue with that.
0: <laughs> no, Look, I, 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 I'm, I agree with that. I think these moments have been some of the biggest of the year in the Harry Potter fandom, and one of the most exciting things about this new franchise is we are going to learn new pieces of information about these characters that we never knew, and we may never have come to know
1: if it weren't for. The series. Yeah. And here's an easy barometer for the year. There were years we've gone through, even on this podcast, when we were still doing this podcast, entire years where Canon was not adjusted or affected. And were those better years? Or were those worse years? We're living in a time where Canon is, you know, back freshly being opened and to interpretation and other things. Mm -hmm. And I say, for better or for worse, we're back in the game.
2: And the reason why I say to trust her is because we know that she is going to complete Nagini's story. We know that she is going to tell us whether or not Credence is actually Dumbledore's brother and, and why this is all being put in into motion. I think with some of these other things like Dumbledore being the defense against the dark arts teacher or McGonagall showing up earlier than expected maybe she just said look i needed to do these things in order to make it work for the purposes of the the film and the series and they're they're not plot altering decisions for the potter series where things don't work down the line because she decided that dumbledore teaches defense against the dark arts
1: mhm mhm i mean I would have liked to have – still there's like the what we missed and what we lost. I still would have liked to have seen what kind of transfiguration teacher Dumbledore would have been. And I would like to see at some point in Fantastic Beasts, Dumbledore actually transfiguring a bunch of stuff. Like I don't – that's not a boring – But
2: that's not central to the plot,
1: is it? It should be. She could make it that way. I mean if he (laughs) transfigured Ariana into Credence, that'd be a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it happens. Well –
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, and and it would have been nice to have a flashback into a transfiguration classroom, but again, the whole point of why they went into Defense Against the Dark Arts was to show you what Lita's Bogart was and to really move that storyline along. I don't think that necessarily would have had the same effect if they would have been in a transfiguration classroom.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah so I mean, look, my my point with this is that these revelations were a part of how Harry Potter in 2018 will be remembered. Yeah. This, un- unlike the build up to the first Fantastic Beast movie, there were a lot of revelations. There were a lot of um, additions to canon that directly connected to Harry Potter. And that was big, for better or for worse. I'm excited all- about all these revelations. I can't wait to see where J.K. Rowling goes with them. And I, I, I have to think there's going to be many more <laughs> that we're going to have <laughs> to talk about. And look, I mean, one of you just said a few minutes ago, like, or you implied this. It's it's great for us, and it's great for people who listen to this show because if you yeah. listen to the show, you care about you care about these revelations so much that you want to theorize
1: about them for weeks on end. Mm-hmm. I will say, I hope she does give some answers before the next movie. It would be a little. I think there are certain questions because of crimes of Grindelwald's propensity to raise about five questions a minute um, of screen time that I think it is reasonable to uh, expect or at least suggest here on this podcast that J.K. Rowling is going to answer some questions because they simply won't be in the third movie. Like they won't even be like the big ones. Sure. You know, who is Credence? Of course, that's going to be answered in the film. Like you said, Andrew. But I think other things out there, like, I don't know, certain parts of use of comma uh, and and why the unbreakable. But, you know, she could either hint at or clarify just a little bit without having it to have to be on the uh, next Fantastic Beast Films press tour.
0: Who's watching Jacob's
1: Bakery? That could be answered exact- on Twitter. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to tweet her that right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and please do it every day until she You should just set
2: it, it to go at what? Maybe about 2 o'clock in the morning, so she sees it as soon as she gets up.
0: Yeah, she could be sleeping right now. I'm going to text her, good morning. <laughs> Smells... Good morning. Do you
1: good have morning. her number? Smells like uh, pastry. <laughs> I am See, now wondering. he's
2: getting creative, so he's
1: hoping to get a response.
0: Smells like pastries. Hey, that reminds me. Who's watching Jacob's Bakery? He's watching
1: Jacob's Bakery while he is kidnapped <laughs> and in... <laughs>
0: so (laughs) moment number two and we alluded to this earlier curse child opening in america that was a big deal i think one of the biggest gripes that people had with curse child when it was first announced was oh i'm never going to be able to see this thing that still applies to a lot of people but in america it's a lot easier to see it now and tickets continue to go on sale and sell out very quickly but this show is going to be on Broadway till the end of time, just like it will be over on the West End. And I think it was, I th- you know, there's a lot of debate about the plot. But like what Micah said earlier, it's a really great show to see live. And I'm happy that it's here in America now. And I don't care what you think of the story. You really should see it if you can get to New York. Agreed. Absolutely. That's all
1: of our position on it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't go in, if you've read the story and you're not a fan of the story, that's totally fine. But I think as a fan of the Potter series, if you go and you see this play, you will enjoy it from start to finish because of what's happening in front of your eyes. You literally, there are things that happen that you cannot comprehend actually happening without you being able to figure out how they're happening. And I think that just speaks to the production of Cursed Child. And the actors and the actresses uh, in the play are are great as well. So look, we've talked many times on this show. I did not like Cursed Child from a plot standpoint. I don't think Eric, you did either. And we both went, we saw this and we really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. I've seen it 3 times now. I think I'm good for a while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you wait till it opens out in San Fran and you can go check it out there.
0: Yeah, there you go. And I mean, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it will be opening in San Francisco in 2019, so it's not far away at
1: all. And it's opening in Melbourne, Australia.
0: Yeah. Expanding rapidly. Unbelievable. And then moment number 1, of course, Fantastic Beasts the Crimes of Grindelwald being released in theaters. Who would have thought? A few years ago, that we'd have a five-part Wizening World film series to look forward to, and we're just getting started. And this film has gotten the fandom talking like it's two thousand six, two thousand seven again,
1: <laughs> again for better or worse. <laughs> truly, truly, and and regardless of your position on the film, I think you know we 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 have come around to. Uh, not being as inundated in our brains by the parts that we find confusing or wrong. I think that, you know, it was a, a very beautiful film that came out. And even though I did make the mistake of going on Box Office Mojo and catching, they're still doing a sort of comparison between the first and second film. After 31 days, the film is still trailing behind The initial film's box office makes me worry a little bit about the future of the film franchise, um, how that will address sort of things like scope in the future. How much
2: is it trailing?
1: I mean, I didn't want to say it on the air. It's actually quite depressing.
2: Um, (laughs) It'll be very
0: interesting to see what they do going forward to to promote these movies. Mm -hmm. I don't think
2: their marketing strategy, though, needs to change to get people to go to the theaters. Uh, There's got to be something that they do differently. To your point, Andrew, there's got to be a huge draw. There's got to be a wow factor. That's going to bring people in,
1: but it wasn't the 15 characters on the billboard because that was like, that was their marketing strategy was there are so many people. This, this is such an epic saga that includes so many people. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yes. But if you look at, them doing that for the Potter series, the difference is how many millions of people already know who all of those characters are. Yeah. This series, if you look at that poster that you're talking about, nobody has any clue who half those people are. Three quarters of those people are. Mm -hmm. Totally. So there needs to be, they need to overhaul it.
0: Yeah. They need to overhaul Um, it. And better tagline, this one that kept appearing on posters... Who will change the future? I don't think that was really relevant to this particular story. That's
1: another question that was never answered in this movie. (laughs) Who will change the future. (laughs) Like,
0: it was kind of presented like we were going to see two people trying to go different directions with the future. And, like, I guess we... I don't know. That that just wasn't a really big selling point. It should have just said, back to Hogwarts, y'all. <laughs> that should have been the tagline.
1: <laughs> it's just so much subtext. It's so much like that it, it was edited out of the film, essentially, because the film was trying to do too much. At 33 days in the US in theaters, it's $57 million behind the first Fantastic Beasts film. And even over nas- even overseas... Uh, has faltered the foreign gross is currently at 444 million and i don't know how much longer it'll be in theaters but the total foreign gross of the first film excluding the u.s was 580 million so it would have to get 140 more million dollars 140 million more dollars overseas to even reach what the first film did and that's a little bit alarming to me um that does seem unlikely yes yeah, so I mean, it's already in its fifth week with the, all the Christmas movies, um, Mary Poppins especially coming out in just a couple days,
0: and Mary Poppins goes back to Hogwarts as well, so Crimes of Grindelwald has no chance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, but like this movie coming out, getting back to what you were saying, Andrew, too, like the five, five film series, and we're we're in the we're getting to the middle of this, like. It's exciting to know even just the idea that J.K. Rowling is going back to this world still brings me a modicum of joy oh, whenever yeah. I think about it.
2: Of course, but I think it's still how do you bring in people that otherwise would not go and see these films because that's what's going to increase the box office total.
1: Maybe, maybe, I. you know, I've said this before, maybe make it a comedy Maybe, maybe really honestly, but like really dive deep and just bill it as a comedy, advertise it as a, like I, fill movie three look, in in Brazil with like the most rompiest kind of just like hey, comedic moments.
2: I, I would totally sell out. I would, I would go Dan Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, promote the movie. <laughs> like, what,
1: like bring them into the movie?
2: No, no, not a, not as actors. Like, have them actually market the film once it's ready to be released. Get get people back into Potter. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> they would never agree to that. They want to move I know, on. But to I'm verify. just saying,
2: <laughs> I I know you
1: anyway. might be able
0: to get like the Phelps twins to do it.
1: <laughs> I think no, I think Dan would do. it. I mean, I I just no. you know all of these people have. Yeah, you would. All of these people have. You know, these actors, these young actors have you know, continued their careers and really built I'd say an even larger follow their following's only grown throughout the years. So that mm-hmm. would be an interesting tactic. I, I like this su- as a suggestion, I don't hate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I we mentioned this I forget how many episodes back, but do we potentially see them shifting the release from November into the summer sometime?
1: I'm still hopeful that they do that. Yeah, if you if they do do that, Andrew, it's I don't think it's going to be like you said and come to us earlier. I think it'll be a and maybe because of these box office things, and they're going to need to like rethink how they make these films. Because I, I, in my opinion, Crimes of Grindelwald was in many ways a miss. I think that the films, if it does debut in summer, it's going to be 2021 and not 2020, like you were suggesting.
2: And maybe. The other challenge that this series now has moving forward is the way that it was received in terms of a lot of the plot. Because you may get people who are just going to say, what, Dumbledore has another brother? Where would that come from? And just completely check out and not go back and see the series moving forward. Not
1: to mention the Johnny Depp controversy, which I think is still ongoing. Um you know, in Hollywood, we're continually not seeing movies that these people put out or a majority of people are, um, you know, what you were saying. It, it just it alienated even the dearest fans. Um, well, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about But this. the movie was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I like the movie. I think just I want to make one more point about movie three promotion. I think the promotion is gonna get a lot simpler. The messaging is gonna get a lot simpler. We're not gonna see fifteen characters on a poster. Where I think they'll focus on maybe eight characters max across the entire promotional campaign <laughs> to try and convince people that this next movie isn't gonna be as messy as the second, even if that's not true.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well and and why didn't they do that? Though for this film, and and maybe they did, you can correct me if, if I'm wrong, with characters, right? D- did did they actually have the character's name on the poster? So if you saw Jude Law, did it say Albus Dumbledore underneath it?
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking of that poster that we were referring to earlier. It said, who will change the future? And it's got like 15 characters on it. No, no, just, no.
2: But did the individual posters have the character's name? I on think them? so. I think so. Because if they didn't, that's another
1: big miss.
0: Well, I'm looking at this one poster right now that Eric took a picture of earlier and none of the
1: character names are on them. Yeah, they're not. You're just supposed to know who they are. Yeah. See,
2: that's what you can get away with in the Potter series. You can't get away with that in Fantastic Beasts. Yep, So Totally. Um, Warner Brothers hire us. We'll consult for you. Yeah, we'll we'll take care of all give this. You for some you. good tips. Oh yeah. So before we
0: get to honorable mentions, we asked patrons to give their top moments. Is that right, Micah?
2: Yeah, we did, and uh, we got over forty responses. So patrons, uh, thank you for uh, giving your top moments, and uh, read a couple of them here. Yell Nikum, Hopefully, I pronounced that right. Uh, they said that. 2018 was the year I rediscovered Harry. My top moment happened on my birthday during a Harry Potter themed pub crawl. I won a trivia contest out of 200 plus people and the prize was a set of Wizard wands. I never would have bought that for myself. And now when I look at it, I'm reminded of having a great night out with friends. Maybe not the only person whose love
0: for Harry Potter was rekindled this year. This is from Cassidy. It started when my dad got me the illustrated edition set this year for my birthday that I finally started feeling that longing again again for Harry Potter. For some reason, I had lost that fire over the years. Then when Crimes of Grindelwald came out, I was actually really excited to see it. I had tears welling up in my eyes multiple times throughout that movie, and it totally reinterested me into the magical world. Listening to MuggleCast again for the first time in many years was such a trip. It made me giddy, and I'm glad to support my friend Andrew on my favorite podcast ever. Mm. Thank you, Cassidy. Oh.
2: Is that you, Andrew? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've known
1: Cassidy for a long time. Yeah. Courtney called this the year for merchandise. Uh, for me, the movie... <laughs> she sa- Yeah. For me, she says the movie and stuff was just okay, but what immediately came to mind is the revitalization of Potter merch h P stuff that had been slowly leaving stores after the Deathly Hallows Part Two came out to the point where it was almost impossible to find anything. but now I just love these new lines from Target and Pottery Barn and all kinds of stuff popping up everywhere. It takes me back to the glory days.
0: There's so much new Harry Potter merchandise stuff. every big brand now seems to have a Harry Potter line yeah
1: <laughs> I swear. it's actually it's actually too much in my opinion. <laughs>
0: Like it's a lot.
1: I don't know. I don't have a feeling about it being too much yet, but yes, it is a lot and very surprising. I can't escape it. It's everywhere I go. End caps everywhere, whether it's Barnes and Noble target or Best Buy, Those are the three places I go and they all have entire sections of the store devoted to them. It's like, what are you going to do? Well, and just uh, like, I like this product.
0: Oh, really quick products. You wouldn't even expect now have Harry Potter lines like blender bottle. These are really popular <laughs> bottles for, uh, Making like protein shakes and stuff, they have a Harry Potter line now. I was like what they there's so many officially licensed products now yeah it's I think it 's cool anyway,
2: yeah, for sure. Uh, I like this from uh, Laney Mitchell, passing down my set of Harry Potter books to my eight year old son. We read the first two together previously, and he was excited to keep going. He's already on book five. We have audiobooks that he listens to at night, but takes the book with him to school for his free time. Sharing the magic with another new generation is so exciting. Um, we mentioned the uh, Harry Potter concert series earlier. Victor Chan. Seeing people of all ages at the concert was a delight, especially seeing so many young kids with their parents. It was great to see the newer generations of fans are still discovering and loving Harry Potter.
1: Uh, Signee. Uh, I, or sign I, I forget which how to pronounce it uh, was on a beautiful sunny festival and suddenly I got the info that cursed child will come to my town of Hamburg I presume Germany I didn't expect that and was so happy so it's my personal moment
0: similarly Miranda says seeing Anthony Boyle as Scorpius in cursed
1: child on Broadway Aww. And Evelyn Blake getting involved in the fandom as a later fan. It feels so good to be able to experience being in the thick of all that's happening with the Fantastic Beasts. I became social media staff for Speak Beastie podcast, which has been great. Continuing to the Mugglecast, continuing to be a Mugglecast patron and getting my beautiful cup. <laughs> Seeing Crimes of Grindelwald in the cinema two days early at a fan screening and then again with my husband and being able to talk and theorize with him as part of a date. Now that I write all it down. It has been a good year.
2: And then finally from Lindsay Stum, February 2018 was my first visit to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Florida. I got to spend three days there with two of my best girlfriends. We didn't even bother with the rest of the park, and we soaked in everything there was to see in Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. The highlights for me was Hogwarts Castle while meandering through the line and the light show. I could not stop smiling during the light show and might have shed a tear. One of the best trips of my life. Also, I thoroughly enjoyed Lethal White and Fantastic Beasts. I have yet to see or read Curse Child.
0: Hmm. These were really fun to read. If you're a patron, hit up Patreon and check out all the responses, and feel free to submit your own. Yeah. So before we get to honorable mentions, let me just ask you guys: what? What? Since a lot of people are answering this question, we should answer it ourselves. Top Potter moment for each of us in 2018.
1: Like, like, really specifically? Yeah hmm that's tough you know was there (laughs) my top potter moment was actually seeing your guys trivia team win uh (laughs) at at harry potter trivia with the team name the crimes of johnny depp that was a good one uh the blast ended skanks took second or no not even second we were were annihilated i think that night um by watching yeah yeah, that was that was excellent. That would be up
0: there for me, especially because we won an open bar for two hours. That was a lot of fun for up to like twenty five people. We didn't have twenty five people with us, but that was that was really cool. Thanks yeah. for reminding me of that. Yeah, I'll say Aurelius Dumbledore. That's my top Potter moment of 2018. I was genuinely shocked. It got the fandom talking in a way like we'd never have before. There's still so much theorizing to do there. I, I I still remember hearing that in the theater and being like, what?
1: Yeah. Miguel Ian, not to get back to patron things, but says the same. He says, love it or hate it. Uh, with that revelation, J.K. spurred the fandom to theorize, question, debate, and speculate. I have seen Crimes of Grindelwald four times now <laughs> and love it a little bit more each time. So Miguel is single-handedly contributing to Crimes of Grindelwald's box office. Um what was your top take? moment
0: moment, Micah? Uh
2: I would say when just we got the opportunity to hang out in, in New York and, and see Cursed Child or even earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Andrew, you and I got the chance to go down to Orlando and you know, I know you two obviously live close together now, uh at least, you know, a couple miles apart, mm-hmm. but uh don't always get the opportunity to Hang out and spend time with each other, so yeah it was it was cool to be able to to do that twice this year
1: yeah i'm all, um, I'm always up for Orlando in January, <laughs> yeah. although they're not doing the celebration uh next year I know just crazy you know what that's one thing to look forward to is the theme park ride, but I guess we'll be talking about that um the other thing that happened for me in twenty eighteen with Harry Potter was leakycon. Uh, in Dallas, which actually was a rip roaring good time, and I gotta say, I had I, I meant to uh, write an article about this on MuggleNet, but the people that we found there, there was over ninety percent had never been to a Harry Potter convention before. And can I just say that the discussions? I was on like four panels. Uh, everyone was extremely excited to be there, really happy to like theorize, and it really reawoke something in me that showed me that the Harry Potter fans themselves, like fandom was not dead, that we could talk for an hour on Hermione's parents who we know nothing about, you know, it ended up being a great discussion. And I met a bunch of people on the new Harry Potter podcast as well, like binge mode and Harry Potter and the sacred text. All those people were there. Like, just honestly, I met more people this year in Harry Potter fandom than I think I have for several years before. So definitely like, shout out to just kind of that experience yeah a lot of people
0: are really excited about harry potter right now and i think a lot of people are jumping back into it yeah couple honorable mentions um jk rowling apologized for killing dobby on the battle of hogwarts 20th anniversary she <laughs> every year she apologizes for one death in 2018 it was dobby we'll see who it is in 2019 come may 2nd i believe it is a um, bunch of Harry Potter spin-off books were also released. There was the Chamber of Secrets 20th Anniversary House Edition released in the UK. So there was a Gryffindor, Slytherin, and Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff editions of Chamber of Secrets. We all purchased uh, book one when that came out two years ago. And they're cool. I don't think I'm going to buy all seven house editions, though. <laughs> nope. Too much shelf space. Uh, there was the Beatle the Bard Illustrated Edition that was
1: released. I purchased it. Did you guys?
2: I think I have it. I have to check.
1: <sighs> I missed that one. I, I thought I did, but I don't.
0: Crimes of Grindelwald Screenplay, of course, and Lethal White. Yes. J.K. Rowling's Corman
1: Strike Book. Yeah. I'm still reading it. I am it, too. <laughs> me too. It's, me too. It's, but...
2: a, it's a tough one. I actually took it with me yesterday on the train, and it's almost weighs more than my computer.
1: It is huge. It's twice as big as the other one, but I um this was the year I caught up. I did read both the Silkworm and Car- and Career of Evil, uh, hmm. in twenty eighteen. So I am ex- and and the first two hundred pages or so of Fleet the White. So, um, I'm working on it still. Maybe I'll
0: finish it over break, but I'm making no promises. I'm enjoying it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're about to look ahead to twenty nineteen. But first, a word from this week's sponsor. We told you about them last week as well. They're a new podcast from Wondery out now called Imagined Life. MuggleCast listeners should give a listen to their episode called The Daydreamer. Imagined Life lets you step into the life of a well-known celebrity. You can play along as you are immersed in the story of a notable person living their life from their point of view, persevering through poverty or bullying and finding joy in self-acceptance and overcoming fears. Their Daydreamer episode is the one in which you get to become J.K. Rowling. It's fascinating because the host narrates it from the second-person perspective, so they'll say, you are writing this book. You are dealing with a death, death of a loved one. It makes you think about J.K. Rowling's life in a way that you never have before. And while I'm telling you that the Daydreamer episode is the one about Rowling's life, the fun thing about this podcast is that you don't know whose life you're in until the final moments of the episode. Unless you can guess it from the story you're living but they'll just say at the very end you are jk rowling (laughs) whether you're listening to the daydreamer episode or another one you're going to learn a lot about the person you get to become try out the show i think you're really going to enjoy it again it's called imagined life it's available on apple podcasts or wherever you're listening to this episode of muggle we'll also have a link to the show in the show notes or just go to Wondery.fm slash muggle. Again, that's Wondery.fm slash muggle. Thank you, Imagine Life, for sponsoring us. Perfect timing with people traveling over the holidays. Probably we'll have some extra time to listen to some podcasts. All right, so let's look ahead to 2019. Yeah. We were talking about Harry Potter video games earlier. Harry Potter Wizards Unite is definitely going to come out in 2019. That's the Pokemon Go style one. I'm excited for that. Oh, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Hmm. I'm hoping it's released in the summer when those of us in colder climates can go outside for longer periods of time. For sure.
2: And I remember we actually, Andrew, I know we did a test of Hogwarts Mystery when we were at the celebration down in Orlando. Do you think there might be any kind of testing that gets done for Wizards Unite that... You know, we, maybe we get our hands on it a little bit early.
0: Maybe. Well, unfortunately, there's no Harry Potter celebration to do it at, but we can maybe talk to the app developers, see if they can give us some early access to it. But, yeah, I'm excited about it. It, it, it brought Pokemon fans together. or Sorry, Pokemon Go brought Pokemon fans together in a way that hadn't been experienced or done in, like, a decade. Yeah. So... Wizards Unite could potentially bring together the Harry Potter Phantom in a huge way.
1: I do agree. I think that's definitely possible.
0: So um, there will also be an opening of a new Wizarding World of Harry Potter attraction
1: at Wizarding World of Harry Potter Orlando. And for, for th- this time only, when we say attraction, we actually mean ride. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so it's under construction at Hogsmeade. That's the very
0: first Harry Potter land that was ever built. It's replacing Dragon Challenge. Dragon Challenge was actually at Universal before Harry Potter even existed. It it was just rethemed to become a Harry Potter ride. We still don't know much about this ride, but it looks like it's going to be Forbidden Force themed and maybe Hagrid will be involved. Who knows? But it is supposed to open in 2019, so hopefully we'll hear about it soon.
2: And is it confirmed that it's going to be a roller coaster as well?
0: You can the? tell from photos. And they did yeah. release a promotional poster which
2: had a roller coaster track. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When I was down there in August, it was a massive looking ride. I mean, I think this is a really big thing that they're putting together. So I'm excited. Yeah. And um, <laughs> here's something else that might be announced in 2019. We haven't spoken about this at all yet. There was this leaked concept art. I don't know the source of this, but Universal apparently teased to a group of investors or something, I don't know, a new theme park in Orlando called Fantastic Worlds. What? (laughs) (laughs) So if you look at this leaked piece of art, you see the new Nintendo Land that they've already announced. They haven't said where they're actually building that yet, though. So this might be in a third park, or sorry, fourth park, at Universal. The third was the uh, water park that they opened a couple years ago. Yeah. I find it very interesting that they're calling this fantastic, if this is true, I find it very interesting that they're calling it Fantastic Worlds. That would probably mean there's going to be a Fantastic Beast land in it, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, uh, maybe? Newt Scamander and the Journey to
1: <laughs> created You know, I looked it up. It is where Nintendo World is going. Mm -hmm. so i'm really excited about that i i think that deserves its own park and fantastic beast shouldn't have to compete with uh nintendo for uh for lines and things Mm -hmm. but
0: i don't know what a weird time to be alive for mario and newt's (laughs) commander could be in the same theme park (laughs) (laughs) agreed no but that is something to keep an eye out for um there hasn't been any really Fantastic Beast attractions in these Wizarding World parks yet. So they might very well just put it in an entirely new park altogether. Um, presumably in 2019, we're going to hear the title of the third Fantastic Beast movie and maybe see the first promos. Oh, that's right. Because it'll be by the end of the year, it'll be less than 12 months away. And you might remember that in twenty November 2017, like almost a year to the day, they had released a promo photo with mm. the entire cast, and that had Dumbledore, Grindelwald. Remember, everybody was in the same photo, and we were like, whoa.
1: Yeah, and we, we I think we paid particularly close attention to who was looking left and who was looking right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we
2: need to go back and, and see if uh, that told us anything. Oh
1: no, but the yeah. plot lines have changed 5 or 6 times and extra scenes are cut out, so <laughs> Probably great. doesn't mean anything.
0: <laughs> Let's all predict the title of Fantastic Beasts 3 right
1: now. Ooh, um Okay, I got it. Uh Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them <laughs> or Fantastic Beasts: colon, Nifflers in Paradise. <laughs>
0: Referring to this Rio de Janeiro setting, I assume? Yeah. I'm going to say Fantastic Beasts, colon, Dumbledore's Journey.
1: So sticking with
0: character names in titles. I, I will bet one thing, Dumbledore will be in the title. That I am sure. Huh. Michael, what is your prediction?
2: I like the one from last week. Antonio's Revenge. <laughs> okay.
0: You want to go with that then? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> I don't think that'll end up being uh an actual choice, but yeah, I, I don't I don't have one right now.
0: Do you think Dumbledore will be in the title? Do you think a particular yeah, uh, character's name will be in the title?
2: I do. Yeah, I I I think uh, there's a good chance that that Dumbledore will be in the title of the film.
0: I think you're afraid of being wrong so you don't want to Put it in
2: but it, I, I, I think it could be something similar, kind of what you're saying to to the crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, it's the somethings of Dumbledore. Mm.
1: The promises <laughs> the of Dumbledore. S- the siblings
0: of Dumbledore.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the lies. I do, I, the lies of Dumbledore. I do. Uh, I do like the idea of promises of Dumbledore.
2: That would be funny, though the the life and lies of Albus Dumbledore.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing.
0: I would die if they did that. <laughs> um, here's another thing. A lot of people were looking for this last year. By last year, I mean 2018. Gobble to Fire Illustrated Edition. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the first book came out in 2015. Second book came out in 2016. Third book 2017. We all assumed book four would come out in 2018. But the book is really long, and illustrator Jim Kay said, I'm going to need more time. So (laughs) it's going to be 2018, I assume around the holiday season, but that'll be a very welcomed edition to our collections, I think, and it'll be...
1: I think Eric at one point was saying it's going to be two books. Do you still stand by that, Eric? Well, I think it'll be... I don't necessarily think they'll sell them separately, but it may make sense to bind them in two separate... Like, you get, like, a, a combined box of both books, because just looking at the thickness of uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, you know, it's it'd be pretty heavy to have a book that's literally twice as long. Mm-hmm. So... I I do think, if not for that, absolutely for Phoenix. Um, So that'll be my little prediction. And I do predict regarding Illustrated Goblet of Fire, there may be at least three portraits of Ginny Weasley. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to throw this into the
0: mix for 2019. Harry Potter TV show.
1: Okay. Like, surprise, we already cast and filmed and produced this, and it's on freeform not
0: no not that far um but here's the thing warner brothers is putting together their own streaming app which is going to be released at the end of 2019 oh they got to compete with netflix and hulu and amazon and hbo and apple they've got all these big brands on these other streamers what is warner brothers is gonna be i don't know they're knocking on jk rowling's door (laughs) jk rowling let us do a Harry Potter TV show, please. I beg you. And they don't—they don't have to get Joe to be involved at all. They just work off of her books. Done. Yeah. Recreate the original seven books in a TV show. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Can you imagine how set MuggleCast would be if we had a Harry Potter TV show to talk about? <laughs> we could do an episode every day. Yeah, maybe. Um. Maybe we'll get news about that Harry Potter RPG. We already talked about that. Cursed Child will be opening in San Francisco. already talked about that. And maybe, I thought, maybe the Quidditch Through the Ages will get an illustrated edition.
2: (laughs) Why not at this point?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think more likely it'll come in 2020. Because presumably he'll need another two years to illustrate Order of the Phoenix. Meaning 2020 will be free
2: for a book. Perhaps
0: and that's it what what do you what are you guys looking forward to most in 2019
2: j k. Rowling tweeting about obscure things that'll spur discussion related to the next movie <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> yeah um the recasting of Johnny Depp and/ or uh you know because their investment didn't pay off, or um, the announcement that uh, Colin Farrell will be returning as graves in a future installment. I want that to be leaked at the end of next year.
0: That would be very exciting for
2: sure. Mm. Yeah. Though I would say the the illustrated edition is a, is a close
1: second because I, I actually really like those books. It's a very good way to go back through um, the text that we already know. Absolutely. Yeah. And experience something new, feel something new.
0: All right. Well. That was 2018. That was 2019. There's a lot of stuff for Harry Potter fans to be looking forward to. it's a It's a really special time to be a Harry Potter fan right now.
1: Let's do some quizzage to wrap up the year.: Oh man, the last the last quizzage of the year. I'm not sure did this premiere this year too? Quizich as a segment. Uh, I think maybe. so. I think because
2: yeah. uh, our friend yeah uh, said that he does it in his classroom. Our friend. Um,
1: Muggle Cast Kyle, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. 383 Quizich.
0: Kyle and Micah are such good friends now. Micah just calls him his friend.
1: Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh Muggle Cast episode three hundred thirty eight. Oh, nope. It was last September. So Don't. we we Yeah, pre- but
2: when did you implement it?
1: Uh oh that's a, but it, I think it might have been right away. We, I, think I think it was I, too. Yeah, I think I told him that I was gonna just use that. Yeah, we were um, very excited to steal it. <laughs> Man, so I wonder what I wonder what last year's quizich like last quizich question of the year was. Anyway, I'll find it out. Anyway, um last week's question uh was <laughs> which Castella Bruchu alum, meaning somebody who graduated from Castella Bruchu, is or was the captain of the world renowned Quidditch team, the Terrapoto tree skimmers. And this must have been a difficult question or people are averse to searching Pottermore because it was uh, only three people submitted the correct answer to us over on Twitter. The correct answer was uh, Joao Coelho. It's a Portuguese name, um, but I did look up pronunciations. Joao Coelho and the three people who got it are miguel ian oh that was the guy that said he's seen crimes of grindelwald four times so good for him um k wolfing and also somebody whose profile name on twitter uh at least until after i read this is welcome back laura yo (laughs) at MuggleCast or at timocles dev on twitter so the the three winners of quizzich i hope this isn't the sign of end times for quizzich Uh, Well, I think
0: people don't want to cheat, so if they can't answer it, they're not going to look it up,
2: you know?
1: Well, then they're not going to like this week's question. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) Starting off 2019 strong, Eric.
1: No, this is, you know, the reason I, there's actually a really, I'll explain this next year, you guys, but there's a very good reason i picked this one uh, for this week. So this week's question is, graduates of the magic school Wagadu, which is in Africa, are particularly skilled in these subjects self-transfiguration, astronomy, and blank. What is the blank? Question mark, question mark. This information is on Pottermore. I want people to participate. At reply us at MuggleCast on Twitter, hashtag quiz and your answer. Eric saying please cheat, so you can tweet. You know, it's we never said this wasn't open book necessarily. I think what it is, is a discussion That you have as a listener between yourself of do I know this or do I know where to find this? Am I resourceful enough to find it? Because I think that carries with it its own reward, knowing where to find the answer, even if you don't yourself know the answer. And the whole point is to educate yourself (laughs) and then learn something. We're definitely learning things, that's for sure. (laughs) There you go. I want to give a shout out to
0: Jessa who is listening live tonight. It is her birthday. And she said,
2: Happy birthday. Can I have a shout out?
1: Yeah, happy oh, yeah. birthday. Yeah, you're spending two hours of your time listening to Mugglecast recorded live on your birthday. You know, yeah, there's your shout out, Jess. I'm actually having a drink tonight for our final episode. I
0: drink to you, Jessa. Another year gone. <laughs> we are going to take a couple weeks off. So we will miss you, but we will be back in early January with episode 400. And Laura will be starting as a full-time co-host here on MuggleCast. It's been a really great year. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, thank you to our patrons. No matter no whether you listen, whether you listen and pledge, we really appreciate you supporting the show, listening to the show, sharing the good word about the show. It's nice to read your feedback. It's, it's really great to hear from you because this conversation that the three, now four of us do every week, it's very one-sided. So it's, it's great hearing from you guys uh, through social media, twitter.com slash mugglecast and facebook.com slash mugglecast. You can also email us, mugglecast.gmail.com. We've got that voicemail line. We were busy with that this year. 19203 Muggle. That's an American number. 19203684453. Over the holiday break, tell a friend about Mugglecast. And while you're at it, leave us a review on iTunes or whichever podcasting app you use. We would really appreciate that. Help us spread the word about the show. We are, of course, continuing to do weekly episodes through 2019 and beyond. We are here to stay. We are here to be your Harry Potter friends. Oh. We are about to do a bonus MuggleCast as well that'll be available exclusively over on Patreon. We are going to talk more about what we are looking forward to seeing in 2019 and uh,
1: specifically what, what we hope to see <laughs> in the new year. Yeah, And there's a new giveaway posted for patrons as well. Uh, you can win a set of Crimes of Grindelwald movie posters, which are real cool.
0: Not with the characters' names, though. WB forgot to put their names on Yeah, they're on not on
1: the... Yeah, no names.
2: Eric, so. you should just go write them on there.
1: <laughs> you should. <laughs> I will, in black Sharpie, uh, write... Every, if if requested, once people have won, I will write people's names on them.
0: And and draw an arrow to their face. <laughs> just to be ridiculous about
1: and it. I might as well draw mustaches on all of them as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, Okay.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been a great year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We hope you have a great holiday and a happy new year, and we'll see you in 2019. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Eric. And I'm Micah. Thanks, everybody. Bye.
2: Bye.